Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. We're still working our way to Paul Feig's Ghostbusters reboot by revisiting the 1989 sequel, Ghostbusters 2. Along the way, you'll get spoilers for both Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2, as well as the 1990 film adaptation of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Cool Runnings, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Gremlins, This Film is Not Rated, Taxi Driver, Titanic, The Muppet Movie, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves, Dumb and Dumber, Beetlejuice, Dante's Peak, Volcano, Under the Skin, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, Bridesmaids, the 2015 reboot of Fantastic Four, Chappie, Ocean's Eleven, and the first trailer for the 2016 Ghostbusters reboot. Imagine for a moment that it's 1984. You've just walked out of the theater having seen Ghostbusters and you're thrilled. Yeah. You know? You're singing the song. It's been an experience like no other. And you're thinking, man, I would go back to the theater to experience that again. Well, you're in luck in five years (laughs) when these guys make another Ghostbusters movie in 1989. Yeah. But to us, it was still the past, so I didn't have to wait. (laughs) You didn't do any specific (laughs) waiting? I didn't have to wait Ghostbusters too. Well, uh, tonight we watched it to to experience the goodness of Ghostbusters 2, second, third, or whatever it was time. Liam was here. Buongiorno. I watched it. He watched it. Tyler was here as well. Yeah, this is uh, actually the first time I've seen it. So you did wait a long time to see it. Yeah. All your years on I the planet. I don't know if I'd call it waiting. It's you just waited 42 <laughs> Kind of like your life, has been, <laughs> your life has been leading to this moment. <laughs> well, paid off. Ha- has it? Well, shoot. <laughs> All right. I mean, it was, a great, it was a great time, but if this was it for my life, I don't... You've peaked, well, man. It could have been yeah. a lot worse than that. Yeah, Other people right. have had it, it way worse. Something worse. Patrick was here. He watched the movie. I was here. I watched it. And Matt Hughes. Hi, everyone. Yes, I watched it. And I'm Josh. I watched it with these guys as well. And you know what? <laughs> I remember uh, in 1989, I guess it was, uh, I, it kind of surprised me to hear that uh, year. Was that Does that strike anyone else as like, oh my goodness, 1989? That's uh, For one, it's way far away from the original, but the movie feels... Uh, like it's already lapsed into the 90s as you're watching it. They're on the yeah. forward edge of culture, man. They're really yeah. cutting edge with this one. <laughs> really cutting edge. It's so edgy. But I remember when they were promoting the thing that the subject of the baby sacrifice mm-hmm. was part of the ad campaign. And mm. I was so, you know, we were kids in the 80s, loved Ghostbusters, the cartoon, the toys, the movie. And we were pumped to see it. And I remember our parents being like, it's about a child sacrifice. You're not seeing that. And I was like, what the heck? What, but dad. What a cruel world. And then we weren't. We didn't get to go see it because of all the Vigo, the evil god of the ancient sits on a throne of blood, wants to eat a baby or something. And yeah. Hey, how does, a, how does a chair get made out of blood? That doesn't make sense. Mm, that's a question you need to take up with Vigo. Oh, Plasma, bro. Hey, that's friends. up. But Matt Hughes, sure. while I've got you here, why don't you tell yeah. me what you think about Ghostbusters 2? I love Ghostbusters 2. I, uh, I've seen it actually weirdly a lot more than the first one. I think maybe... I think they toned down the second one a little bit, so it was more like the cartoon. And so, for some reason, in my house, <laughs> I mean, the cartoon so was, was m- so good. So it was more like the cartoon the that real was like the movie. <laughs> yeah, but the cartoon was obviously aimed at kids. Like in the in the first movie, like they're always smoking cigarettes, and it's kind of 
sexual in places. And this one, yeah. no one's smoking. Ray's got that like non-lit cigar. It's rated PG. Couple, it's PG. And but PG in the 80s didn't. Right. Really I much. mean, there were still those terrifying heads. But I think I've seen this one more. And so I just I actually really love Ghostbusters too. Like it's got a special place in my heart. Was 89 the same year that the live action Ninja Turtles came out? When did that come out? I thought that was 1990. Do you want me to fact check that for yeah, you? Yeah, let's let's just real quick. Let me know where you're important. going with uh with that question. Yeah, keep then. going. I just, <laughs> I just am fascinated by the 1990. 1990, so yeah. the next year. What was yeah. it rated? Oh, good grief, man! I just closed my IMDb app. Hold on, PG. now. It's rated PG. Yeah. I am so fascinated by how different the rating system was back then, because Ninja Turtles, which is clearly a movie for kids is so dark and scary and oh, there's yeah. so much cussing from the turtles from the turtles the first thing you get from Raphael is him shouting damn and it <laughs> echoing through the city yeah i remember seeing that with my dad and looking over at him thinking oh are we gonna get in trouble <laughs> like <laughs> he was gonna I pull you out of the theater yeah like, you're done like, <laughs> it seemed it seemed outrageous at the time what that all thinking? we had to go on at that point was we didn't read the gritty comic book that was like something the bad kids on the bus had because the the comic was pretty graphic at least for a Ninja Turtle thing we grew up on the 80s cartoon which is yep. just like so goofy and off the wall and the toys and they're like oh my god a movie this is gonna change our lives and the first words out of a Ninja Turtle's <laughs> mouth is a swear word I was damn, horrified damn, damn. <laughs> but then you know, the first one is he whispers it. Yeah, as the well, sewer plate yeah, goes down. He says down. it a few times, yeah, because he loses that's his That's the first word. It definitely escalates. He, yeah. throughout <laughs> the film. he was pretty upset. There's man. a scene of him walking through the city looking at the remaining one. He says it again, and then as he's chasing Casey Jones, he screams it. And I was just like, whoa. <laughs> this is he's cool, but rude, man. <laughs> look up, <laughs> look up another movie for me. When did Cool Runnings come out? <laughs> why? Where <laughs> are we going? Cool Runnings, why? was that a PG? <laughs> Because Cause that has a lot of that's in ninety three. Ninety three, because yeah. that's another kids movie that if you go back and watch it now The scene in the mirror. There are I so many a bad a mother who don't take no S from nobody. No, he doesn't say S, he says crap. He, he does, does say, say crap. crap. He says oh, okay. no he yeah. See, crap. it got worse in my and brain. Again, I see pride. <laughs> that is awesome. But then he's also talking to or Senka is talking to the the driver. What is who, Who's Dougie Doug? <laughs> I don't. I Wait, you'll you'll. But Senka's like, no. I've known you so Baldwin long, man. I knew you when. What's the name? Played with your dingling. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you kidding? <laughs> so a long time. Disney, yeah, <laughs> that's a long time, yeah, man. Go way back. So it's I amazing cool what runnings. they put into these movies yeah. back then. Right, and, and Ghostbusters is no exception. Well, even but even now, there there's really strict rules about how like you're allowed one f bomb in a PG thirteen, right? And yeah, aren't you allowed a certain like, amount yeah, of it could be that PG in a PG, PG just absorbed all these things because PG thirteen didn't exist then. It, when did PG thirteen start existing? Ninety six. Is that Ni- when? in uh, nineteen eighty six? I'm sorry, eighty six. Oh, so yeah. it did exist oh, then. So then yeah, that. Temple okay. of Doom. That, yeah, that theory uh, fell apart. It was it was after that, yeah. Temple of Doom and and Gremlins were huge problems for the MPAA because they oh, okay. were riding the line from. Adventure films that kids would definitely go see in the case of Indiana Jones and something that was kind of comedy family in Gremlins, but also really dark. And I mean, we talk all the time about how the 80s were a time for genre ambiguity like Mm -hmm. no other. So, you know, Steven Spielberg, who was behind the director of Temple of Doom and the producer on Gremlins, was having such a hard time with him. He's like, there should be something between PG and R. It's just not. Right. It's ridiculous to 
So do you think that they're still trying to figure out how to categorize some of these things? Because Ghostbusters should definitely have been PG-13. Ghostbusters itself. Both first first one. One. Well, it predates the rating, but had it been around. Right. Yeah. Ghostbusters yeah. 2 yeah. should yeah. have been PG-13. Or like Jaws is rated PG. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Some of these don't even have cussing or even sexuality, but the nature of it is just terrifying. Yeah. Thematically, that, uh, they're that, very much too scary for a 10 the, year old. Yeah. On this the railroad the tracks, heads with on the, the severed yes. heads. Yeah. <laughs> it's like pikes, dozens yeah. of heads on yeah, pikes. That'll do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you know, the Scary thing stuff. about the MPAA is everyone knows this, right? It's a bunch of bull crap. It's yeah. a bunch of oh, it's yeah. a bunch of total bullcrap. I've known that for years. <laughs> <laughs> well, sounds like you've got a got few some, words for you the got some thoughts. Well, it's Jack just Valenti? absurd. It's like the you know the they are this private organization that charges filmmakers uh, to to pass judgment on their movie with a rating that then controls how that movie will perform financially, where that movie will can and will be released, how how many advertisers will pick up on the movie, where the movie will get distributed, and it's just a bunch of uh, anonymous people out in uh, California. And the thing is, they've been, uh, according to reports and a documentary that came out a few years ago called uh, This Film Is Not Rated, um, they've been tremendously dishonest with who is on the rating board. It's supposed to be this wide swath of all sorts of different uh, male, female, different age groups, genders. They're all supposed to be parents so that they're thinking about... I mean, the whole point is for parents and right, kids for to be able to know... Care of children, yeah. yeah. And uh, and according to this documentary, the, it, the, the people who are on the board are old or their kids are now grown up and left. And, you know, it's, it's just completely on whim and whimsy. Uh, are those the same words? It's a, it's a complete whim what they're going to pass judgment on and what right. mood they're in. They could have watched 10 movies that day and they make notes on it and they have some rules about swear words and the number of them, but some of the things, you know, they're just like... They're very arbitrary. Right, yeah. especially when it comes to violence. Yeah, or... The, the big the big uh, controversial one was Taxi Driver where they f- kept coming back to the MPA over and over trying to get it down to an R rating. Because it was because it was too, 17 It was too bloody in that okay. violent final yeah. scene and so they... Yeah. What did they end up changing the color of the blood? And they finally said, all right. Yeah, it gets really pink in that final shootout. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, a lot of filmmakers are really frustrated by the ambiguity over the different depictions of sexuality in movies. You know, not all sexuality depicted in a film is meant to be erotic, but depending on what year it is, the MPA may be really strict on something, and then the next year it's like it totally skates by. Right, so Titanic was, a- was able to get a PG-13. I don't know who paid who for that. That's <laughs> out. Doesn't that seem insane <laughs> yeah, to you? Yeah, that there's a, a sequence of such sustained nudity and a sex scene Right. Titanic. Not well, to mention, but that it was hot, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you the, were there. the nudity oh, was, was probably right. classified as artistic because he was drawing her. It was well, sure. such a freaking sure. <laughs> but that doesn't change the <laughs> fact that, that there are there's a nude woman on screen for a long period yeah. of time. But the sex scene was somewhere else on the boat after the drawing. <laughs> right. it was, the windows were yeah. steamy. Yeah. We don't really right. know. We just saw a hand. That's what happened. That's true. They just went into some car. They were just playing Twister. We're giving a lot of spoilers. Where where, where are we? We're on the Titanic the, right now. The yeah. funny actually, thing. that does tie in well with Ghostbusters too. They're <laughs> having to do. It's true. Uh, it's a segue. <laughs> Before we leave the MPAA, just think about like 
you know, the, the surgeons, the recent, recent surgeons and the release of unrated films where basically they're giving you some cut that was at one point or another rejected by the MPA, right, in like particular crass movies or action movies and horror movies. Yeah. But sometimes it's just ones they didn't even submit. Yeah. Too. It's just for oh, marking. Okay. Yeah. But some yeah. of them are specifically the really rough right. cut. Yeah. And sometimes the, the difference can be just infinitesimal because the MPAA is so bizarre. Like they'll say, Oh, the scene of this guy getting cut in half is too long. So they cut it by a second or two seconds and then you're watching and you're like, How's this any different? You know, yeah, and then, then you realize if you look at the notes, yeah, they negotiate they have like a sheet of paper that says this scene disemboweling <laughs> too long or this scene too much, too uh, gratuitous. Gratuitous, a shot of intestines or whatever it might yeah. be. Oh, Ro- Rob Zombie hates the MPAA. Yeah, <laughs> have you seen <laughs> any surprising. of his movies? <laughs> Shocking. What <laughs> reason would he have? Ke- Kevin Smith was just recently talking about how he was going to have to go to the MPAA for his new movie Yoga Hosers to get it down from a R to a PG thirteen, and then in the end they just went, "Oh no, we changed our mind." So like, it is clearly like one day it's just. Did they have a good day today and they d- decided to be generous and merciful or were they just like, man, someone took my favorite donut at the office, so this is an R. <laughs> you know that these production studios have like dedicated personnel to schmoozing the oh, of course. I mean, this is, that's essentially what my job is with like networks is I call them and say, hey, we want to do something kind of against the rules in this commercial. Can we please do it? And that's what I do at work all day is ask NBC if I so can So you're like the commercial. you're the enemy. You're like them. No, I'm not. No I'm the kidding. one. I'm Good trying to trying to actually works for the MPA. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, well. yeah, I am one of those old white <laughs> childless people in California. Matt's a hey. heartless soulless admin. I am. I'm the worst. So the worst. <laughs> the, if you if you get back to the idea of Ghostbusters, even Ghostbusters 2, which is post PG-13 rating, you got to be thinking to yourself uh, wait. How long did it take them to get a handle on what exactly qualifies as PG thirteen? Right. And um, even now, sometimes that line gets muddled. But some of these seem like an easy choice by today's standards. It it would have absolutely been PG thirteen. The heads oh, on sure. the pikes would have been yeah. enough. It would have <laughs> right. said a yeah. scary scene. You ever seen when it has the letter A in a description? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Scene of Singular fantasy violence, or, violence yeah. or yeah. Yeah, it helps me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like to know good, what I'm man. getting like into. I'm Get my I, mind right before I wasn't a even, scene of violence. Yeah, I wasn't even yeah. as bothered by the heads on sticks than I was that poor baby flying down the the street. Trying yeah, to my parents were right. They didn't appreciate all <laughs> that baby peril. <laughs> yeah, yeah, people don't straight, well, people straight don't away well. was so scared of I didn't, for I didn't that baby. do not like seeing children in, in danger, but no. that's like an easy manipulation of the audience. That's how filmmakers really get you to care about a scene yeah and the opening scene is a runaway baby carriage yeah. and you're just yeah. horrified yeah. as these <laughs> brakes are being but slammed. simultaneously as horrified as i was to see this baby flying down the streets of manhattan well rolling not flying it's a baby <laughs> yeah, carriage but clear. i was also impressed thinking how they do this, this is a remote controlled baby carriage they got it's true it's true listeners he he went through <laughs> those emotions audibly within seconds yeah. he went oh god oh someone help it hey how are they doing that yeah. <laughs> it's got to be a m- remote control know, because but it there hits was a no corner antenna. and it like does the it twists up but it lands back down do you, think, do you think it's kind of like think the motor was mounted in under the blankets and the antenna was hidden under the hood on the basket but how did it turn so sharply like that without it that's true there's no visible like do you think that it was was it magnets 
Kind of like Force Strings. Awakens with the dude in the green suit running next to BB-8. On yeah. a, with it on a pole. Totally. Yeah. No, oh, no. no. Like green he's got a green suit. So they absolutely <laughs> couldn't have taken out a man in that's a green suit. <laughs> if that impressed you, that's nothing. In the Muppet movie, Kermit rides on a bike. Yeah, he's How do they too, do that? Man. It was and a remote control. The one Miss Piggy is oh my gosh, Jim terrifying. <laughs> She's all giant. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. <laughs> 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 let's, let's talk about Ghostbusters 2 for a second. I want to... I want to just come right out of the gate and say two things and see if y'all get mad about them. Y'all ready for this? Da-na-na-na. Number one, Ghostbusters 2 is a good time. It's fine. That's good. Yeah, we're we're I, fine yeah, with it. I really enjoyed it. I think that the, the, the guys had fun making it. You could tell yeah. that they were having a good time on set. A lot of that stuff, the comedy especially, was lighthearted and fun, and they were just having a good time. Did yeah. we already mention that this was your first time seeing it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, sorry. I must it's my have. first time seeing it. it a lot of people have weird reactions to it. My like understanding is that people think it's weird or it's not as good as the first one or, you know, almost worth not mentioning, but I thought it was great. I laughed a lot. Yeah, that was well, my second thought was going to be that even though it is a good time and worth watching, it is not as good as Ghostbusters. No. 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 It's it's as good a time, but you, yeah, you got to acknowledge that the story isn't as strong. Right. Yeah. It's got a weird ending. It just kind of ends without much. Well, remember, let's think about the ending of Ghostbusters. They come out covered in marshmallow and the credits are already rolling. Yeah, it's pretty much the same ending. Yeah, the but theme. in the Ghostbusters, they give us a clear vision of how they're going to defeat the enemy and then it's a big struggle. And this one, they kind of just start shooting the painting and then it It seems disappears. like they were trying to lift the formula a little bit. I know. Because it was the big thing that culminates out outside in the sense, you know, in the city, centralized somewhere. They get some big thing. This time it's on their side. And so Statue of Liberty replaces Stay Puff. Mm-hmm. They have a shootout with a smaller bad guy inside. It's all mystical and ancient creature of some kind. Right, much like with Gozer, sure. They win and then they head out celebrating with New York. That's the end. They get the key to the city this time. They get the key to the city. <laughs> After putting the Statue of Liberty back on Ellis Island. Yeah, yep. they managed to get it back. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed the first uh moments of the movie while while they're explaining what happened between the last one and now five years it's kind of it's kind of interesting that they went bankrupt they got sued by the city i think that's the best idea of the movie to take them back to square one because the charm of the first flick is that no one thinks that they're authentic and it's like an underdog story you get to see them rise up and become credible and still struggle and then they're stripped of all that so they can start over it's it's almost cheap but it's totally worth it because yeah. no, it's great you nobody to re- wants to see them start on top and right. remain on top for the whole movie you get to relive what made the first one special and it was great that reveal of them showing up to a birthday party and then dancing as the entertainment yeah, yeah. that was clever i love that little scene <laughs> yeah and the magic of uh, Bill Murray in and, and just about any movie, but I feel like in particular in Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2 is not knowing how much of it he's just saying off the top of his head. Right. It all feels that <laughs> way and because of yeah. his dry delivery. and He just like looks so disinterested and genuine the whole <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. It's so great. Yeah. I feel like Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis leaned into that same comedy more in this one. Yeah. yeah. Well, Harold Ramis was certainly... 
yeah, embracing his funny side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of weird that, smiles he did. They were doing that do re Egon Egon thing and then <laughs> and then it cut back to him and he gave that face, you know? He's like, yeah. That's right. Yeah, smirk. it's like yeah. <laughs> it's like good. almost <laughs> looks to <laughs> camera like, Yeah, I'm freaking hilarious. Yeah, what about it? I'm funny in this one. <laughs> hey, I'm not the nerd now, I'm the funny nerd. How's that? But you know who shines through more so in this one than he does in the first is yes, Rick Lord. Moranis. Yeah, <laughs> which is He's hard to do because he was pretty shiny in the first. Oh one. my gosh, <laughs> Rick Moranis He's is great. Old. so good. In he this. was a, a childhood hero of mine, and it's so great to see him in a movie that I yeah. wasn't, I'd never seen. Get to see another. Right, like, oh, why in yeah, the world was he a childhood awesome. hero? Well, we well, talked, we <laughs> talked about this a little bit earlier today. Tell us more about the movies uh, you love so much. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Moranis was a hero of mine because I was super into. Uh, honey, I shrunk the kids when I was a. Sure. Because what? What kid wouldn't <laughs> love that? Wait, the full what? trilogy the or just well, the first yeah, one for your the, life? <laughs> I watched Honey, I Shrunk the Kids all the time. Okay. Uh, I watched Honey, We Blew Up the Kid a few times. It wasn't quite as That's good. That's when the baby gets big, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think yeah. I've seen that maybe and then once. I saw Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves later is rick moranis also in the third one yeah it's yeah. okay it's the same race. cast yeah, okay same cast. okay but honey we shrunk the kids is such a great movie oh it's fantastic and i just loved rick moranis it was so much fun to watch that movie hey yeah. but especially with great. him in the hammock sl- looking through his you know his magnifying glasses combing through the grass oh and like the crazy rig that he yeah. makes so he doesn't step on the grass in the right. backyard yeah smart so smart. He's an inventor. What, <laughs> yeah. what are you going to do? Scientist. Hey, but do you think it was an Oreo or an oatmeal cream pie that they were eating w- in the grass? I always thought it was an Oreo. So oatmeal I, cream pie. Oatmeal cream Definitely pie. Oatmeal cream pie. Yeah. Maybe well, we maybe we sh- you should do one of those Twitter polls that you do. <laughs> Which is it? <laughs> Which yeah. is it? Like, so I thought the episode was about <laughs> Ghostbusters. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but that's really important. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll get to the bottom I want to know people's thoughts. Yeah, Rick Moranis plays that uh, character <laughs> almost like... It makes you wonder: Is this is this what this guy? Is, yeah. is some shade of him actually like this? It's so hilariously convincing, and the scene of him as a lawyer defending them in court. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's the show stealer. <laughs> he's well, he's so got his nerdy little greasy hair parted <laughs> yeah. over. He's that terrible that weird suit. Yeah. <laughs> it's too tight, too small. He's yeah. an accountant. And I was yeah. I was like once a dog, and they helped me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That scene is so, so great because they've <laughs> also obviously had already given up. Like yeah, we're, right. we're not going to win this. Right. And they're Let's just, just have our emotions. friend do it because yeah. then we don't have to pay him anything. <laughs> what in the world? You know, uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids came out the same year as Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah? Two. Big year for Rick, huh? Ghost, Ghostbusters 2, oh, yeah, 1989. He was there, like, everywhere for a while there. Oh, yeah, and then... He's big. My Blue Heaven wasn't... It's interesting sure. that to raise his babies. I was, I was two in 89, so Ghostbusters 2 did not make its way into my life at all. Sure. But honey, I Shrunk the Kids was a huge part of my childhood. So Interesting. whatever reason, my amazing white gets through the film. Their yeah. parents decided, yeah, let's <laughs> let's buy this on yeah, this VHS and play it for sure. our son. Well, one was scary PG. The other one was not scary PG. Well, yeah, Honey, we Shrunk Well, that's stop motion scorpion I don't know, versus man. Yeah, yeah, battle. The ramifications pretty are pretty scary. What if they <laughs> yeah. didn't get blowed back up? That's true. That's true. <laughs> blowed back up. Be living in that milk. All right, listen. This ain't a podcast <laughs> about honey. I shrunk the kids. <laughs> what <laughs> auntie in the let's, grass? Let's try to solve the riddle here, then, shall we? If yeah. What is it about Ghostbusters two that makes it divisive? That makes people say, "Oh, it's no good," or "Don't even waste your time," or what made it stalled out the franchise to a certain degree? What I do you What do you think it is about Ghostbusters two that I makes people that not Tyler, hold it as high esteem? Tyler kind of hit the nail on the head like it it's funny and it's visually very similar but like there's just something about the story that doesn't quite 
stick. I mean, some of it, it might just be people are always ready to hate on a sequel, I think. Um, and then some of it, I think, is because it is a similar story, but it's not as fresh and as new as it was the first time around. People are like, yeah, okay, that was fine, but it's very much not the first one. Yeah, yeah. well, the first one casts such a big shadow, not only for the franchise, but for, like, special effects in comedies in general. Like yes. It was huge in 84. It might have even been the, one of the, the biggest movie that year. Um, but definitely the biggest comedy of all time until Home Alone come out. <laughs> but uh, but no, it was very impressive. And so when they, they just came to time, like, well, we got to do another one while we can. And I remember when it came out, it was definitely, you know, kind of panned. A lot of people were like, oh, I don't know. It's kind of the same, th- same thread again. Yeah. Uh, but that but worked for Home Alone. It sure did. Home yeah. Alone. But Home Alone hadn't had a cartoon running for five years in between where yeah, people were kind of tired of the shtick. I think that, that could True. be part of it is that, Liam, you said it's such a big, huge event. Everybody loved uh, Ghostbusters. And so they had this growing affection with the cartoon and it was just kind of this cultural phenomenon that everybody just adored. And then they came out with the second movie and maybe their expectations were too high. Yeah, I think there's a little of that. I think that there's... Even in the the time thing had to have heard it as well because the more you let a comedy appreciate with viewers and the more that they quote it and the more that it seeps into public consciousness, you cannot possibly recreate years, even five years worth of affection for a movie in a single viewing. And so people go in to see a movie like Ghostbusters 2 or, man, a movie like Dumb and Dumber 2 after 20 some odd years. And they've been quoting... Too much time passes. They've been quoting these things and watching them over and over again. They think that they're going to laugh as hard as they do at all those years worth of memories. And when they don't, they think, well, this thing sucks. And it's really not the movie's fault at at all. It's their fault for having too much fun with the first movie. (laughs) No, well, they don't remember that when you sat down and watched Dumb and Dumber the first time, you didn't... You didn't laugh at it the way you do now when you say big gulps. Yeah, you know it's it's had all these years to appreciate, and (laughs) something like Ghostbusters that never went away. It was like the cartoon was there, the toys were there, there was talk of making another movie. The first movie was always on TBS. That you know it's like uh, kids were still wearing the T-shirts. The song didn't go away. Mm -hmm. So you have all these years to appreciate and think, oh my god, here it is, it's finally coming, and then you're kind of like oh I, yeah okay it's pretty good i guess yeah i think that's the main thing i think also the the tone didn't line up with what people wanted and i love ghostbusters 2 a lot but the first one matt was saying this earlier is like uh it pushed a lot of limits like they were all smoking cigarettes it was super sexual there was more cussing and it was so it was it was a lot scarier it was a lot scarier i thought it, I this think one seems like bubbles. They, what they <laughs> They pulled a lot of those elements back to make it more for the kids that were had fallen in love with it. So it felt like, oh, this is the same movie, and it's like restrained. It's as, yeah, yeah, it's a little cheesier now, yeah. which I don't feel like that. But I mean, I in theory, all the all the teenagers or kids, like 10, 12 year olds who watched it the first time around and loved it, would have been like fifteen, sixteen. So they could have maybe got away with even more, kind of of the the slightly off-center, slightly blue jokes in the second one, but they really reined it back for like seven, eight-year-olds. What's yeah. a blue yeah. joke? Blue is like, like demographic. Da-bu-da? No, like <laughs> you don't, that's not a thing in America. Like when something's blue, it's like to do with like adult <laughs> no. entertainment. No. Oh, okay. we don't have that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't know what you're talking about. Okay, cool. 
Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, you know how well, they for the listeners in the UK, of which there are apparently 200, there's that. The, they had yeah. to find a way to get Slimer into the... Yeah, because of the movie. cartoon. That <laughs> yeah. really stinks. I hated that. Well, they, they didn't refer to him as Slimer Egon's hair. No, yeah, he's he's so blonde with with a right. long blonde tube hair coming <laughs> off his forehead. <laughs> yeah, that like a unicorn. <laughs> well, I mean, they did. It does look like at some points Egon has like a hair piece yeah. to make his hair a lot taller yeah like yeah. in the cartoon but yeah, yeah they certainly didn't cartoon. give like the yellow the cartoon is really funny yeah but how come Toilet slimer, roll. slimer didn't have anything to say he didn't ask yeah. for pizza he didn't live in the firehouse with him he was like oh, it looked oh, like oh, he oh, lived oh, in the firehouse yeah, he, he was there, there eating uh he's scared moranis's Rick. lunch yeah, he's scared guess, but then he's yeah. driving a bus like what's happening <laughs> what there why is he driving a bus like he's actually there like with his hat on it's not weird like he's got a job why did slimer so so did you say slider rick moranis little burgers. <laughs> puts on, puts on his Ghostbusters outfit with apparently one Egon's name. Is it Egon? Spangler. Yeah, Spangler. Yeah. So he puts on this Ghostbusters suit and he runs out the front door, looks down into the camera and delivers his, his punchline. So Slimer, seeing this, says, "You know what? I think he's going to need a ride. Yeah. I better go get a bus <laughs> and catch him around the block mm-hmm. so I can give him a ride over to the art museum." Yeah. No, I think this, sure. this is no, my... Give him that credit. Go, <laughs> Josh, what's your theory? This is my theory. It's more like, okay, well, the ghosts are, are running hi- haywire in the city like they were in the third act of the first movie. Slimer is like, you know, in Gremlins when they just overrun the town and they all start doing random things. Like they're, some are at the bar and some are at the mall and sure. some are at the movies. He's just driving a bus around and it happened to be a coincidence. Sure. Yeah. I think also How is you Slimer can't operating the pedals. You can't put any <laughs> rationale on a movie that has the movie's logo on the characters. I know, it's and the car, man. And, and I even saw at the end in the crowd where people were chanting Ghostbusters, a few people were throwing up the two. So they were they back, got man. given like directorial, like I think you can direction. It's a, it's a piece. They yeah. were saying, oh, Peace, Ghostbusters. The, the, that's what the Ghostbuster the logo had changed into. kind of self-aware because when they showed up to the birthday party at the beginning to entertain those kids, they started dancing to the song. To their own From the songs. Songs. I know. I believe we say meta. Do we say meta I think in the Ghostbusters universe, Ray Parker Jr. wrote a song because he was so grateful. Right. Maybe they busted one of his ghosts. Maybe he was trying to become the fifth Ghostbuster that's why he slipped in the line about busting makes me feel good. <laughs> that was a funny choice of words, Ray. But any, anyway, you slice it. They already had a Ghostbuster named Ray. Right. That'd be confusing. Yeah, that right. just wouldn't work. Yeah. So did the cartoon do, story too? take place after the second movie, right? Wait, the, ca- the, no, c- the cartoon? The no, it was after no, the first. It's, it's like cartoon logic. There's just There is no beginning and end. They're just no, right. I think it's, it's just, shared universe. It's just episodic. Get out of here. Because we have Slimer. We see him go into the house, and then he becomes friends with him like in the cartoon. And oh, then the stop. slime is still under the city, for all we know, making all those stop goes. It. Remember in the no, cartoon? No, that slime went up in the air. The There's still something. There were... They would show you the inside of the containment unit, and it was oh, like an alternate yeah. dimension. It was like, awesome. It was like outside in Beetlejuice. Yeah, yeah. yeah Slimer had to go in there and find somebody one time or something. Yeah, I think I there. remember yeah. that one. <laughs> they put Slimer in there. <laughs> yeah, I had to help out. So, um, part of me feels like Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2, 
As, no, that's absolutely no, not true. Not. Go watch in that fact, cartoon again. Yeah, in okay. fact, <laughs> maybe I'll let me warn it. you, don't, because oh. when I bought that Blu-ray box set, it had some other cartoon episodes on it. I was like, oh, crap. I hadn't seen these since I about to just relive the magic. Yeah. Shoot, man. No. <laughs> am, I, am I remembering it <laughs> no just good. through nostalgia glasses? Is that <laughs> all I have? We used to have no a good. strange tolerance as children. Oh, no. Because I loved that thing. Yes. I loved it. And it was just utter nonsense. Yeah. Oh, no. That's terrible. That I wanted it to be as good as I remember. <laughs> it's just so Oh, I loved it. In the bizarre. Day. Maybe I'll watch an episode at work tomorrow Stay and just keep yeah, it Yeah, enjoy. It did have some creative monsters popping up and some toys they could make out of it. Yeah. Uh, like did, those did McDonald's, McDonald's Happy Meal <laughs> toys with the grandma that like flipped back and like a monster came out of her stomach and there was that football player guy. Yeah. Those were great. Those were both great <laughs> Ghostbusters <laughs> toys. All those things. So the, the movie comes out in 89 and it did uh, not as great as the original. In fact, and domestically it did significantly Worse, Ghostbusters 1 in the States made 229 million bucks, but wow. Ghostbusters 2 made 112 million. Now, yeah. worldwide, yeah. it was like a little bit much, closer. Yeah. Worldwide, the original made almost uh, 300 million bucks, and the sequel made 215 million bucks. So, so always go foreign after when it, domestic. When it all yeah. settled out, I'm sure that they weren't disappointed. I mean, they weren't, like, hurting for money, but they were probably bummed. They were like, oh, dang. Yeah. Usually, even if the sequel's not as good, you can get more people to go see it because of mm. all this time. So that, that must have felt kind of like what, what happened. Whoops. And Bill Murray has shamed the sequel publicly. Right. Didn't he say That's something like, it was too much slime and not enough us? I think I read a quote. Is that right? I think so. I saw uh, him on uh, on Letterman, one of his many, many visits. Oh, they were buddies. To, to David Letterman, where uh, it was in this period of on again, off again in the last even six years when they kept asking all the cast members, what's going on with Ghostbusters 3? It used to feel like, honestly, for the last few years before the they settled on what they're doing right now, that we're going to talk about soon after we see it, um, that the Ghostbusters 3 thing was the most on-again, off-again concept I can remember in my lifetime with a movie premise. Oh, yeah. Where they'd be like, oh, yeah, we're absolutely doing it. Everyone's in, and we've got a script. And you'd be like, well, dang, that's crazy. And then the next day, it's like, never mind. No one likes that script, and Bill Murray's <laughs> out again. It was always back to Bill Murray's out yep. again. Now Bill Murray's in again. And I watched with my own eyes him on Letterman, and David Letterman's like, what's up with you? Why do you keep doing that? Are you in, or are you, you going to do it or not? And he said... Uh, it was his fault. He'd been dragging his feet on it for a long time, but he thinks he was ready to try again. And he explained his reticence uh, to be based on, at least in part, Ghostbusters 2. He said, I just didn't think the second one came out that great and it wasn't as fun for me. And it, to me, if you have to do it, it has to be as funny as the first one. Hmm. Hmm. That's a bummer. I thought there was a lot of great laughs in the second one that made it yeah. worth well, keeping. Yeah, well, totally. Well, at the time, though, too, I think it didn't. It at the time it didn't do what what they thought it would. But like even watching it tonight, I felt like I enjoyed it a whole lot more. Like it, like a fine wine over time. Like I appreciated the movie <laughs> a lot more. Um, and uh, but yeah, like I said, the time a lot of jokes didn't come over with people, and I don't think they really acknowledged the you know just kind of the overall humor with was going to be had with that. Yeah. I think you might be onto something because I watched when I got first got this 
you know, the new anniversary box set or something. I put one night I watched the original. The next night I watched the second one. I watched them by myself. And I was like loving watching Ghostbusters again. Oh, man, Ghostbusters is the best. Then the second night I watched the second one. And I was kind of like, man, this one doesn't feel as strong watching it like this. But then when I watched it with you guys tonight, we were all in there laughing. And we didn't just watch the first one the day before. It was like a really good time. Yeah. And to be fair, all the listeners should know that there were lots of loud laughs coming out of that room. That's true. Watch Ghostbusters too. I Witness. had a great time. Yeah. Well, can, can we recognize uh, Peter McNichol too? Because uh, oh, he was great. He was totally fun. Like bizarre, wacky, Middle Easternish, Slavic accent. Like, like yeah. He's was like, "Where funny. are you from?" Oh, and he's just like, "The Upper West Side." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually so impressed with him yeah, because all good. I all I know him from other than that is Ali McBeal. Right. And he's clearly not that guy. Right. Right. <laughs> what range? Yeah. He's really playing. Like he's <laughs> really I'm, playing I'm impressed character. that he managed to keep that crazy accent going and yeah. make it believable. I love a weird accent in a movie. <laughs> I love it's as soon as that's in a comedy movie, I'm like, I'm in. I've bought in. I'm sold. You're putting on a funny accent and it's vaguely European. You got me. <laughs> but it wasn't even just the accent. He threw in a lot of weird mannerisms too. Uh, right. Good even like his really open like teethiness all the time and big hand yeah, gestures. He was committed <laughs> for sure. Yeah. There yeah, was some. Uh, he felt great. really authentic, as as over you the did. top as he was. You're like, I feel yeah. like I've met this person. Right. I think I know him. <laughs> this was the exchange student. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was some uh, pretty crazy moments though in the movie where I really questioned how I would react. You know, if I found myself in the same situation. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Um, yeah, you were living through Ghostbusters. <laughs> That's true, man. Yeah. Like when when Winston fell in that slime, the river's pink yeah. slime. I don't think I would have jumped in after him, you know? Yeah, Tyler told us straight away. He was like, hey, if you guys fall in slime, you're on your own. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that I'd go in after you. Yeah. I don't know what that slime is, man. I don't know what it does. And yeah. I'm not about to <laughs> jump in with you. If you got sucked in, that's your own fault. Yeah. I was. It's funny <laughs> you that you, when you said, oh, I wouldn't go in after you guys, because I, my head was going to the exact same place. One, it seemed like uh, at this point he's done for because he disappears into the special effect <laughs> yeah. almost immediately. And then they take one look at each other and they jump in. So I was thinking, oh, wow, what great friends they, they are. They plug their noses and they jump yeah, in. Yeah, I was like, look yeah. at that. They see no other option but to go in after their buddy. Um, you know, Winston's not going to die alone in the slime. And then as I'm admiring that, Tyler announces to the room he wouldn't jump into the slime. No way. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, but those two guys have been studying the slime. So if anybody true. understood right. that they would make it, it if, was those two. Yeah, true. true. Yeah. If I knew it wasn't going to immediately burn me. Right. Like yeah, what if you were grandma in Dante's yeah. Peak? Right. Or that, right. that dude in Volcano, Volcano the subway. with the subway. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> and then, and then when uh, thanks for the boost. When the baby, what was that baby's dumb name? Oscar. 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 What a terrible name! Is an awful baby. name, Oscar. I like that. Do you think Bill Murray, Murray, like it was scripted that he would mock the character name, or he just would make a joke about did. being named after a hot dog? So when Oscar's out on the building ledge, would you have gone out after him? After my kid, yes, absolutely. I would no, I would have no, gone out on the building ledge. No question, no ifs ands. What about uh, out on the building ledge after me? Sure. Yeah. Okay. But a ledge do, over slime? It? What do you? Well, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? I'm d- I've I can wrap my head around the the consequences of that ledge, but Gravity. I have no idea what the deal is with that pink slime. 
Yeah, but it seems like Either on the ledge, you're, you're aware of certain ledge, death. Right, yeah, you're, the slime, awareness is you're you, falling to maybe your nothing, just yeah. No, no, no. Going out on a ledge, I know for sure there's a chance that I'll survive, but the, the river of slime, I don't know. It's, oh, it's just oh, too so much of an unknown. Glass too many half variables. Empty kind of change, change the stakes. What yeah, if your baby fell into the slime? It's what half a, empty What about slime? baby in the slime? Baby in the yeah, slime. Yeah, baby in slime, you diving in after baby boy, baby girl. What the heck? I'm just... Why do you love your babies more than us? That ain't right. Anyone else Hearing this? I'm too vulnerable. We're well, your to friends. You chose us. Those babies are just genetic <laughs> mishaps. I'm too, I'm too vulnerable <laughs> to the filmmaker's devices when a baby is in trouble. I just, yeah. I can't, I can't. All right, so you I hear that, filmmakers? If you want to get on Tyler's emotional side, like put a baby in put a baby, a baby in danger. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that dog yeah. died. That's oh, no a shame. Because yeah. you know what, my babies are alive, and I don't care about that stupid dog. I'll <laughs> yeah. buy another one at the pound. But then later yeah. in the movie, you hear about a family who's gone missing off the beach, and you just know what's happened. It's awful. But we actually had to look up to see how they shot that scene, and apparently the. Obviously, the baby's parents were standing like two feet away from it while it's yeah. just sitting there screaming. But yeah. I was just still so scarred. Oh, it was so it. effective. And I yeah. was telling myself because I was affected by it uh, very powerfully as well. Maybe the only interesting scene in that crappy movie. <laughs> and I was thinking, well, I know for sure there's an entire crew all around this baby. Right. And it's legally the parents have to be right there. So I'm sure it, babies cry. It probably yeah. was just crying. Yeah. They sat it down. They shot it for a few seconds and they picked it back up. And even so, I was just like, this is the worst. I was yeah. thinking about that poor baby later yeah. on. <laughs> I know. Well, we, we had, had to baby's re- fine. It went on to go to college. <laughs> we had to reassure ourselves. It's just a movie. It's just a movie. Yeah. Was it a twin baby as well? Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? But you know, Oscar, twin, uh, in one of Ghostbusters two, the twins that play Oscar, those twins seem like some really cooperative yeah, babies. They're that in the baby movie a well. bunch. Yeah. Was it Mary Kate and Ashley? No. <laughs> no. Because definitely cooperative. No, they were John no, John Oscar. Denver's nephews. Oh. Are you just going through some trivia? Yep. There? Just got trivia open on my phone, <laughs> trying to sound smart about this movie. I wonder where those twins are now. It's funny too because as I'm watching Ghostbusters 2 I'm thinking man what a what a strange concept that this like ancient evil ruler is coming alive through this painting and a river of slime and then you stop and think well it's not really any weirder than the original this whole like Gozer the ancient who's going to possess these dogs and oh uh, it's just a, so kooky the whole thing yeah, is so kooky the kooky. 80s were a different time I know what happened well, we're about to find out, which brings us to our big conclusion. How in the world is this new Ghostbusters movie going to work out? It's a reboot. Yes. Uh, sequel. No, not, no a sequel. not a sequel. Although the confusion was. <laughs> that's, in, that's the point. No one sequel, knows what it is. In this sequel, they start five years later. And then in the trailer that everyone lambasted for the new movie, they did the same opening black screen with white text and said 30 years ago which obviously if you know right. the the franchise so far you go well that means this is following in from the original story but then cast and crew came out and said no 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 no, it's not no it's not and it's like well then you made a poor choice in cutting your trailer that seems to be pretty understood right that seems to be the widely accepted from start to finish why start there trailer. right <laughs> but so I'm hoping that if they actually filmed a movie that is a reboot and not a sequel and they actually know what the heck they're doing, then I think it could be really great. Well, let's, let's think about it. What, what would you need to see as a fan of Ghostbusters, even just, even just a passing fan, and you like having a good time at the movies, what do you need to go in and see to leave and think, oh, that was good, good. 
This is what I need to see. I need to see uh, a bridesmaids-esque, like, ad-libbing yep. from the comedians in the movie. Cause you the want a Bill Murray style. I want a Bill Murray style, but I've seen that in their other movies. That they've right, done bridesmaids right. is hilarious. And I think those those ladies are funny, so they can They're do it. They're funny ladies, all of them. And I want to see a really crazy plot <laughs> that's kooky, but that has, like, a fine line of, like, silliness to it where it doesn't go too far. But it's right on that edge, uh, like the fir- like the original, like Ghostbusters the original movie. Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah, not the same plot, but right. something in that vein. Well, then what's what's inevitable to the movie, and is it going to bum you out? Like it's inevitable that there's going to be, for instance, a ton of CG in the movie. There's not gonna, they're yeah. not going to yeah. film puppets and then project the puppet images so that it's all translucent on no, the screen. No, but didn't we talk about how they they are doing practical effects for some of the ghosts? Well, well I'm sure them, that'll be in there, but I'm just saying you're going to look at the screen. There's just no way There's you're not going to look at some shots and be like, I'm looking at a screen full of CG ghosts. No, I'm going to be like, right oh, now. I'm looking like that actor in full costume and makeup in front of a green screen. That dubstep yep. uh, soundtrack was bumming me out. Yeah, the fact that oh. I saw that freaking <laughs> Panic at the Disco recording. Oh, so no, no, the no, no, the trailer. It's someone else. It's someone oh. like that. But it it they're doing the the. It was like Fallout Boy yeah, and a. And well, yeah, yeah. some some heinous band is doing the cover of the Ray Parker Jr. song as the theme That's song. That's inevitable. Like, Get we'll out of here. That. But why? Like, it's inevitable for it to be someone like. Who is current now, not someone who was cool in 2006. <laughs> like, yeah, what are they going yeah, back and like, splitting the difference between 1989 and today to find a band that was cool right in the middle? Yeah. Here's, here's what I want to see. What do you want to see, Josh? I can forgive CG ghosts mm-hmm. if, if they're like half and half. If the plot is like, oh, that's not 80s enough or, you know, it's not as adventurous, I would just like to laugh. You know, <laughs> if okay. it's funny, and those those comedians to me are so funny, yeah, that if they're allowed to be, uh, if they capture that kind of spirit of, what's what's great about Ghostbusters is not just, I mean, Bill Murray's a show stealer, and Rick Moranis has his funny dynamic to him, but the the chemistry that all those actors have together is so yeah. funny, even though all of them aren't that funny you know yeah, like, as, yeah. as funny right. as bill murray is i feel like it's dan Aykroyd that holds everything together he's got right. gravity yeah mm-hmm. in that group he's a, he's this awesome straight man to to peter vagman's character and then uh egon is this you know rigid scientist type straight of guy who yeah. yeah he seems to like not even comprehend you know how how right. people work it's hilarious <laughs> yep. having them all together and then winston in that and having him in the whole movie in ghostbusters 2 is great. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So if they they don't all have to be cracking jokes all the time. It doesn't have to then no you know, Josiah always says that he's worried that what's her name? Leslie. Melissa. Melissa oh. McCarthy. McCarthy. It's just gonna fall down and fart. Right. I don't know uh, why he's hey, there's a time and a place for that and sometimes <laughs> it is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably happen. Just not in Phantom <laughs> Menace. Mm, not good. So, right. <laughs> right. Right. Well, that, the that, jokes that thing didn't fall down. It just no. farted. <laughs> right. Well, that's what was missing. <laughs> yeah. If so it had fallen on its side and farted, I would have been it fall fine down, with George, George what Lucas's were you CG. <laughs> but let's be honest. If you can honestly say that you watched Bridesmaids and that when she was pooping in a sink, you weren't laughing your butt off. Like, I don't know. Like, that's funny. Well, it that wasn't just the pooping. It was no, the chaos of that all whole of it. scene. It was yeah. yeah, it was brilliant and hilarious. And, and 
Kristen Wiig all all clammy, oh, trying to act like she wasn't eat sick. That. <laughs> Jordan's <laughs> almond, a, a Jordan almond <laughs> snack. Yes, that's what I need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. I want yeah. some. And yeah. it, does, it doesn't have to be <laughs> as as crass as R- no. or, or R-rated as um, bridesmaids, obviously. But just those actors doing their their you know, playing off one another and enjoying mm-hmm. the, chem- the comedic chemistry of one another in a in a setting that's as original and, as, and unique as the Ghostbusters mythology could be really fantastic, though it seems like the world is poised to not like it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the magic of Bridesmaids could have been made possible because it was a film that was original. There was no major, like, attention being placed on it. There was nobody that was ready to be offended by it. Now that they're trying to replicate that same comedy style for Ghostbusters, there's a lot of pressure. People are paying attention. I'm sure studio executives are oh, that's true. Are injecting their opinions and controlling yeah. things more than they should. So yeah. it's, it's kind of set up for failure in that way like we've seen other movies. I know a lot of people point their finger at the new reboot of Fantastic Four, the one with Miles Teller and... Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. They yeah, say, the they Josh say, Trank version. Yeah. They say this is a movie that was controlled by studio executives and s- focus groups, and it was a the yeah. movie suffered because of that. Hamstrung I, it. I hope that that's not the case with Ghostbusters. I hope they gave these girls the freedom to be themselves and make it funny. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's an interesting choice, even though it was all Bill Murray's idea, funnily enough, to, yeah. to do it with, not just to do it with female Ghostbusters, but to do it with these specific... <laughs> Uh, actors that you you want to think oh cool wow the studio is being pretty adventurous to take that big of a directional shift with the franchise it seems risky and bold but I'm sure that no one there was thinking they were being risky or bold they were probably just like oh this is going to make money someone told them it was going to make money that right. way well it and surely will yeah well it'll make money right but the 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 backlash over the trailer. You know, the trailer currently is the most downvoted movie trailer on all of YouTube, apparently. Which is so, free which is so ridiculous because there's obviously much there is worse, worse trailers. See that sure. monster truck trailer? Part of the Good pressure. grief. That's part of the... <laughs> yeah, that's why <laughs> yeah. Even yeah, this thing's got double the pressure. It's got bridesmaids yeah. and Ghostbusters People have mm-hmm. a strong affection for Ghostbusters and they don't want to right. see something they love. Here's the no, thing. Really. If it Defiled if it's check. as funny as Ghostbusters two, I'm gonna say that it's a freaking rip roaring success. I'm. It's not gonna be Ghostbusters one because nothing ever will be. But if it's on a par with Ghostbusters two and the story isn't stupid, I'm like, man, good job, guys. Like you did something very difficult and you did it well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry I was go gonna ahead. say uh, that. Uh, like with that, Josh, you want people to, you want the cast to like be having fun. Like these girls, this is like these are reigns they've never had before. A huge responsibility. Hopefully, they've finally acquired a good script over the last fifteen years and said, like, "All right, <laughs> let's <laughs> dive into this. Let's get our meat, get our teeth into it, and you know, go nuts and let's, yeah. you know, take those talents we've been working with for, you know, bridesmaids. Yeah, Adam, was it Adam McKay or whoever? Who's the director again? Uh, Paul Feige. Paul Feige, yeah. Oh, no, it's Kevin Feige. How do you pronounce... He's the producer of Marvel movies. Yeah, right, Paul Feige. Sorry, I get them confused because they have the same letters in their last name. Sure. Sure, yeah. There's letters. Some words can be hard. They are, man. They're not tenderfoots. It's a big word. It's a big word. Four letters, man. Yeah, it could... I mean, combined with, again, a good story. Are they having fun? 
But uh, you know, to be honest, I want to see a good villain too. I don't think there's been any. Uh, yeah, any yeah, good villain that's true. Important. That's true. Like, and that's what Ghostbusters one and two both had were really fun. You know what I'm actually most worried villains. about about it is Chris Hemsworth as the secretary. Oh, I like, like that. Yeah, he's great. That, nah, good. man, that casting, I'm sexy. like, yeah, super sexy. Love it. Love Thor. Want to touch his Janine body. You don't think is sexy? But, oh, <laughs> so, so 1989 hot. <laughs> <Yes>. Absolutely. <laughs> Gotta have a hot secretary. Any God pots. Yeah, I think, Liam, I, that's what I'm thinking as well, Liam. The thing that you can clearly see in both Ghostbusters movies is what Tyler said right away, that it looks like they're having fun with it. If these people are crippled, if the director and the screenwriter and the producer and the actors are all crippled by no, do it this and do this and they're not allowed, they're not freed up to enjoy themselves or they're, you know, thank God they were able to finish the movie before this tidal wave of, oh my God, girls are in it and this doesn't <laughs> look like what I want. Hit it. So oh, hopefully that, that didn't, didn't stop them. But I hope that the studio didn't screw them over as well and that we'll actually see a movie where yeah. they're cutting loose. Which, which studio jokes? even owns Ghostbusters? Is Sony, it, isn't it? Is it Sony? Oh, yeah, they always do well with franchises. Spider-Man. <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, because they. So it was Columbia, then Sony bought uh, Columbia, right? I think that's what it is. Mm, give us a that's lesson. What I, would guess. I don't know, man. PlayStation? PlayStation? Yeah, they got that PlayStation. PlayStation, PlayStation 4 Chappie's bought it. He's running it somehow. Yeah. PlayStation. Write <laughs> 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 down a Chappie's boiler. <laughs> we love Chappie. Hey, man, I love Chappie. He did have a lot of PlayStations. Yeah, man. <laughs> Had to put those fans on him, though, because it was hot in that warehouse in South Africa. Uh, of all the ways to reboot this franchise, I think that it's clever to bring in an all female cast. Yes. It's a fresh take on this the story i appreciate the it's a lot it's a lot uh it's a it's a great way to keep us from comparing the actors to the other actors right there's at least a uh a separation in our minds of like it's just a whole new team because no matter what if they did it with you know four dudes we'd be like oh is he supposed to be the bill murray character and is he supposed to be the ray character (laughs) right yeah I mean, they, but uh, even I mean, they that seem like they've done that again, though. Yeah, they still yeah. kind of have done that because, like, Kate McKinnock is clearly Egon. Times, and, yeah. But at least they picked these particular. Like, you need personalities that are bigger than the character themselves that right. you know are going to be contained in that character. Like, That's you go point. to see Ghostbusters, see Bill Murray as Peter Vakeman, and you're watching Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. And Kristen Wiig is that same level of charisma yep. where oh, you're like, she is oh, wonderful. we'll watch her do anything, and we'll, <laughs> we'll it'll be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. love her. It, they had, okay. they honestly okay. had sold me on the premise of when they said Kristen Wiig as a Ghostbuster. Yeah. I'm like, oh, great. Done. That's already yeah. fun. I'm yeah. already laughing. Yeah. yeah, it's already good. I was already going like this. <laughs> 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 well, we'll see how well it does, and if, if people enjoy it, there's going to be a new wave of female casts remaking male. Yep, inevitable. Like a movies, they're redoing Ocean's Eleven. Oh, that that's right. The seen rumor that. is that they're talking about redoing Ocean's Eleven with Sandra Bullock as the lead, and their Jennifer Lawrence is a rumored to join her. Ugh, get her. Uh, right. Inevitable. Oh. Yeah, she uh, would be <laughs> she's yeah. Brad Pitt. Girl Vengers. She could be Brad Pitt. I like that. Yeah, yeah she'd be the Rusty Ryan character. Girl Vengers, yeah. Age of Girltron. Or uh, <laughs> Reservoir Lady Dogs. Here's the <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, that would actually be fun. <laughs> that could be cool. 
Tan. <laughs> but, but what's the female word for dog? I can't. I just, <laughs> for some reason, it's on the tip of my tongue. Female dogs. Yeah, Stop Reservoir it. Lady Dogs. Maybe they could do Pitch Perfect, but with a boy cast. And start flipping it yeah, that way. Yeah, because guys would You're line such up. A sexist. <laughs> guys, guys would love would to do up some to see acapella. Love to see movies about acapella. That's aca crazy. <laughs> Stop, Stop it. it. <laughs> We haven't even seen it, and we know we know what you're doing. I <laughs> saw the first one; it was pretty funny. I saw it on a plane. Here's what I want to end not with: seen though. the first one, I've seen the second. All right, <laughs> I do have one big complaint already, having not seen oh no. Ghostbusters 2016, and having not even seen the second trailer or anything. I haven't seen it either. And that's that I had to just describe it as Ghostbusters 2016. If yeah. this is not a reboot or it's not a hard remake, it's not a remake, sequel. it's not a sequel, why just call it something different? Why are you going to make us call, say, Girl Ghostbusters or the Female <laughs> Ghostbusters or Ghostbusters 2016? It's just not fair to us. But what are they going to do? Destroy all of that f- free marketing they have by referring to an age-old beloved franchise by giving it a new name? Ghostbusters colon something else. Man, I'm freaking... I'm, I'm sick of studios adding on the colon. I was saying this to you guys this morning. They got so scared of like name. You're numbers. sick of everything, man. But I can't tell what you like anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so sick? So somebody give it a better name before we end. It's not too late for them to change it up. Well, why can't they just put Ghostbusters colon 2016? If they put two dots in between Ghostbusters 2016, well, that's you'd what be it's going to be it? by default. We're going to have to call it something. It's just going to be the same way that you say things like the Evil Dead remake. Nobody, you don't just say. Yeah, the Evil Dead and the Evil Dead. It'll be the Kristen Wiig one. The Kristen Wiig one? You think one? she's going to have top billing in your mind and your heart? Well, I think she's going to be the Bill Murray character, and that's what you think about Ghostbusters. You think? I, I think, think she's, she's Ray. No, I think she's Ray. <laughs> she's Ray. Come on. She's Ray. Tyler, yeah, you're, you're, you know, you specialize in communications. Give us a better <laughs> name. That's your job. So, like, Ghost Fighters. <laughs> no, stop. It has to be the, Ghostbusters. The... Apparition crew attackers. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure? Ghost I mean, you're, the, you're the professional. <laughs> if, that's, if that's what you the say, s- the s- spirit stranglers. <laughs> wow. I'm trying for alliteration. That one was yeah, hard. That was solid. Get this though. Tyler just admitted that he saw Pitch Perfect two without seeing the first one, Ooh. and he saw that before he saw. Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, man. You got <laughs> to get your mind right. <laughs> what are you doing with TV? <laughs> yeah, man, awesome. I've spent a lot of time in my life doing other things instead of watching <laughs> Ghostbusters 2. You should be every time you pick up a sequel to a movie, stop and weigh all the sequels you haven't seen. Say, <laughs> like, is it fair to put this in? Or in the case of Pitch Movie 2, all the prequels you haven't seen. Are there others out there you've only seen? six of the Fast and the Furious movies, but never the first one, so you're I, just confused. No, I've seen the first one. I haven't seen the fourth one, <laughs> but I've seen five, six, and seven. Oh, well, how do you even what know are you what's doing? going on? I don't know. <laughs> Man, you're a mess. <laughs> so the one thing's for sure, you've got that Transformers franchise on lockdown. That's yeah, true. I watched those in order. <laughs> Like you just so quick after they came out, at least a couple of years, no longer than that. <laughs> as soon as they're like on TV. What do you think about Ghostbusters 2? Do you think we're right in that it's actually pretty great? Or is Bill Murray more correct in that it's not as fun as the original? Are you excited to give the 2016 reboot of Ghostbusters a fair chance? Or do you have an open mind? 
let us know. Leave a comment on this episode at youhatemovies.com or on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at youhatemovies. 